Hello, and welcome to the Inventive Marketing Club number four. We're going to talk about getting more out of LinkedIn. It's one of those social media accounts that a lot of people know about. It's been around for ages, but I think a lot of people have just felt that LinkedIn is just about getting recruited or just putting a little profile out there. But there's a lot more to see if you haven't used it recently. Before we carry on, just a quick mic check. Also, a little bit of an intro to the club for those who um, haven't been here before. The club is a monthly coaching session, if you will, group coaching session, where we'll look at a particular topic and talk around the subject, basically. So we look at, sometimes we get into the weeds and get into the detail on something, and sometimes it's uh, like this session. It's a little bit more um, around the edges, but you get plenty of opportunities to ask questions and engage with uh, the rest of the audience who are attending. Okay, so on with the show. I've got a few questions that people might like to ask, so do get, the, get those in while we, um, while we carry on. So first of all, Bit of a LinkedIn overview. LinkedIn has been going for a number of years. Actually, I'm not quite sure how long it's been going for, but it's, uh, I would say, since mid-2000s. I've always found LinkedIn to be quite a nice, um, interesting place. It's never been, it's never had uh, any of the sort of nasty, horrible content that you certainly get a lot in social media accounts nowadays. But a lot of people, when I talk to them about LinkedIn, they really feel that it's just a social platform that they use when they want to be recruited or at least that's all they think it is certainly if you're talking to a business owner and they say why do i want all of my employees on linkedin and they're just going to be poached well it's likely they might be on linkedin anyway but also we can use those um accounts as a tool to help spread the word so we'll be talking more about that later it's also it's an authoritative result that will come up for a person search. So if someone searches for my name, then one of the entries that's going to come up is going to be LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is quite an authoritative source. So you want to make sure that that profile, if you've got one, is up to date. I also think it's good for engagement, better than some of the other social platforms. Certainly positive engagement anyway. And, uh, and that only seems to be increasing at the moment. When you're sharing content, video is not something I've used a lot in LinkedIn. But I know that for a lot of people, it works quite well. I know there is a uh, time limit, I think, of 15 minutes. So a lot of our blog, our podcasts, uh, video podcasts wouldn't quite fit into that. But it's something I do want to experiment with. So you clarified your question. Thank you for that. Why is LinkedIn better than other social media? Okay, I mean, this may be a personal preference. I like LinkedIn. Feels that it's just a nicer place to be. So if even if you forget the business aspect of it, it feels that you can go to LinkedIn and you're not going to hear a lot of the crap that I often find on other um, social networks such as Facebook and particularly Twitter in some cases. Also, it's doesn't it's not a place that's filled with a lot of people sharing what they're doing personally which is fine and I love catching up with my friends when we do and finding out how their life is. But in terms of social media, that's not that's not what I want out of it. I'm really interested in people sharing interesting articles and what they've read, what they found useful and maybe a couple of the um, accolades that they've won recently, but, but not too much. However, we are talking about people here. So you give people a platform to, to talk and they will, um, they'll often shout about what they've been up to. So just a few stats on LinkedIn. It's now got around 610 million users. That's a fairly up-to-date stat from the LinkedIn site. So it's got quite a few users currently um, and over 260 million of them are active on a monthly basis. So that's quite a few. Certainly not as many as Facebook, but if you are thinking about quality, um, 
um, and who you want to reach from a business perspective, then it's got quite a few of those users. Also, and interestingly, LinkedIn provides around 50% of social traffic to blogs. Now, I've noticed this when looking at client sites. I've noticed that a lot of the traffic into blogs comes through from LinkedIn itself. Other social media makes up the rest, but LinkedIn does seem to give more traffic to those particular blogs. And it's also been shown to give more credibility to the links that people are posting, more so than other social networks. So that the links that are posted on LinkedIn, people tend to trust. I'm not quite sure the reason for that. I can only assume that because it's a business-related audience that people are less likely to post trash on there. I mean, these things can change over time, but so far that's where we are. Okay, so looking through this, I thought what I would do is rather than looking at case studies, let's go through LinkedIn and, and um, pick out some key elements that would be useful for people if they want to brush up and make sure that everything is up to date and working for them. So the first thing I want to do really is go through a profile checklist. Now, a lot of these, I've gathered these tips from... Um, my own experience, but also a podcast that I listen to. So I'm going to run through these uh, and also share with you that podcast later. I think the key things primarily, though, are for your profile to look professional, but still be friendly. I think it's really important that you still come across as a person, not a machine, unless, of course, that is your personality. Um, no photos from anyone on holiday. So I often have seen people with a drink in their hand be next to their partner. And some of that's been cut off. And you can see they look a bit rosy cheeked and maybe not wearing business clothes. I don't think you need to be wearing a suit and tie or whatever is appropriate for work, but I do think it needs to look professional. I recently updated my photo to have a bit of blue color in it as well. So it, um, it pops out of the screen. Ideally, it should be a, a nice friendly photo. And the question I'm gonna leave really why, while I go through the checklist is, what do you look for in a LinkedIn profile? I'm particularly interested in sharing that with people. So looking through the checklist here, I think the first one is to make sure you've got a personalized URL and you can do that in settings to be able to change it. So you've got not only just your name in there, but maybe a couple of keywords. So I've snuck in Ben Kinnaird, but also marketing expert as well with uh, maybe the hope of being found a bit more in search if people are looking for that. I think with a professional headline, really want to start or focus on how you help people. It's not just what you do or maybe your title but it's how you actually help people, how you work with people. Um, with a photo, as I said, a recent photo, friendly, professional, smiling, approachable. It needs to be business related, not just so a crop from your, your holiday. Really something that when people see that photo, that they will um, match up, but also that that person in the photo feels like you. So when you're communicating, however you communicate afterwards, that's going to be you. A little interesting tip here about banner images. It used to be that you had, uh, had to have an advanced account to include banner images, but now you can actually include those normally. The tip was to include a contact number or email. So they're quick and easy to find. I mean, obviously they're not text searchable, but people can see them so they can pull the information out that way. And then in the summary, really to expand upon that headline and uh, share your experience, keeping it simple, really. Not going into too much detail, uh, certainly not using any um, industry terminology unless it's relevant in there, but keeping it as simple as possible. And particularly including testimonials. If you've got any customers who have given you any feedback, putting some of that feedback in there, because that is a way for those testimonials to say some of the things that you want to say and share why it's worth that people buy from you without you having to say it for yourself. It's always better to get someone else to say that for you. So what I was going to do as a bit of fun is to actually go and do a screen share of my profile and anyone else, if they are brave enough to, uh, to have a look at that. So let's see if we can get the technology to work. Okay, great. 
So now I'm just sharing my browser window, which has my LinkedIn accounts in it. I'm just gonna walk through some of those things there. This is a typical LinkedIn view. I don't know if anyone's used this recently, but now you can have these header images right at the top in this section here. And as you can see, one of the little tips was to include some form of contact information in there and a little call to action that I've popped in there. For me, getting speaking opportunities is quite important. So I've got a little image of me speaking at a faster shutter event. Hopefully that's portraying that I'm someone who is able to speak confidently in front of an audience uh, and I, I, I've also someone that uh, other people want to listen to that's my hope anyway also as I said I changed my image so I've got a nice blue background to it so that was just a simple uh, cutout in a photo program what I was trying to achieve there is something that resembles me so when people meet me in person it looks like me I think I need to update my photo though because my beard has grown since then just a little bit having the pop of color looks great when you're looking through other posts uh, other profiles it's going to just pop out a little bit going through to the headline here so this is in some of the comments I said about trying to get your headlines so that you're showing how you help people so that's what I'm trying to do here and really what my focus is what my my aims and objectives are really get businesses better leads by focusing on measurable improvement but hopefully that means when people see that 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 is something they want and they say yes I do want more leads but I want to focus on things that we can do and measure rather than just scattering their marketing in all different directions also trying to put in here that we're an I'm an event speaker obviously running up my workshops but happy to speak at other people's events author and podcast we're starting to run out of text there but i'm putting in other things that hopefully give me some credibility moving down the section here we've got the summary so using the little tip about including a testimonial i'm including a couple of different bits of feedback from people which we've gathered through say hola which is our testimonial feedback program i haven't mentioned the customers in here i wasn't sure about whether i should put that maybe that's a good thing to do or not i wasn't sure but i thought let's put in the testimonials anyway because people have said this about us and it's really nice that we don't have to say this either actually testimonials from people however the problem with when it doesn't say who they're from or where the testimonial comes from may mean that we've we could have made that up but hopefully what i'm trying to do and cover in the summary here is expand upon the headline get a bit more information give, give them a feel for who i am and what i like to do solving problems mainly a few more contact details and then some feedback that from other customers. What I've also included down here, touched upon in the profile slide earlier, to include some videos. Now we've done a few testimonial videos, which Claire's videoed some of those for us. So these are a couple of testimonial videos from clients, and I've included these at the bottom of the summary because it's something that will be useful to people if they've read this and they said, well, that sounds interesting, but um, what do other people say? Well, they can actually see some of these testimonials here. And so they can dive straight in and watch some of these videos. But you can do that with, if you have any video, you can add those to the bottom of your profile by adding them in. So if it, these are all on YouTube, but you can actually add in slide shares if you're using that particular system. You can add in links to web pages, although I found with links to web pages, they don't seem to work so effectively. You know, the actual thumbnail doesn't look particularly interesting. I think videos work best on this particular platform. Now, if you want to add those, we can just go and edit the profile. And now we have the ability to add everything like the name, headline, and a few other details but also the summary, but you can also upload and link in various different assets are good ways to do it. I definitely recommend if you have any videos and anything that gives a summary of who you are, some feedback to you or, or the company, definitely add those in there. Let's see, let's go back to our screen here. Claire, yeah, you mentioned you've got a question here. Is there a limit to the length of video you can upload? I believe it's 15 minutes. I know that LinkedIn are start, going to start to do live video through their, their system. 
at some point in the future, but it's not ready yet. Is anyone else brave enough to share their LinkedIn profile? I could probably look at it just from the public angle. You don't need to share anything else and we can talk through it, get some feedback, what you think you'd like to improve with it. I'll leave that question hanging for a bit. And really the question I had, particularly interested in what people look for in a LinkedIn profile. So if you come up in a search or people are searching for you online or they've seen a comment that you've posted, what is it that actually helps people to not only click on your avatar to look at your profile, but then maybe take that contact further, maybe get in touch somehow via email or or a message on, on LinkedIn. I'm particularly interested in that. Okay, so endorsements and recommendations. Who uses these? Uh, I used to use them a lot more in um, maybe in the last year or so, or maybe prior to that actually with LinkedIn. But I haven't really endorsed anyone or recommended anyone recently. I'm wondering, do they help decide to work with someone? It's not actually something that I look at. Um, maybe I'll scan them for the people I know and see what, what they're endorsed for. But otherwise, I don't really use it for any clients that we're working with. So I'd be very interested to know if you guys use them. Ah, Claire's given a good comment here. I connect with people who are interested in the same industry for work, particularly. So the industry matters there. So being clear in the headline and making sure that people know exactly what you're working in. What I wanted to do is just show where these endorsements and recommendations are in case people aren't used to seeing them. And it's something you'll find if we scroll past some of the um, dashboard activity and so on and past our previous um, experiences to these skills and endorsements and recommendations. So just briefly speaking, skills and endorsements are where I can say that someone I know has this particular skill or is good at something. So we can see here that Aidan Gibson has endorsed my online marketing, but he is also skilled at online marketing, which means that he has an endorsement in that from many other people as well. And I've also got 70 endorsements there. SEO 63, and it gives you an idea of who's been giving me these. These are all the endorsements that I've received for different categories here. And generally speaking, people can actually give an endorsement for anything, but there are certain recommendations. And once you do have an endorsement, people can click on that and just basically give more endorsements into that particular one. So if they thought I did a particularly good email marketing campaign for them, they could increase that and just give their endorsement. I'm not sure how effective this is. I mean, it's great. I've received lots of endorsements there. It feels really nice, but I'm not sure how many people actually use that to determine whether someone is worth working with. And I'd be interested to know if anyone does. Recommendations, however, I think a little bit more powerful. So a recommendation is like a testimonial. What's nice about them is they can be two-way. I interviewed this uh, woman here, Alex Galvez, recently uh, on a podcast actually um, about LinkedIn. Shortly after the podcast, she sent me podcast recording. She sent me a request for a testimonial. Obviously, I have interviewed her. Anything I particularly liked about the way she spoke as a, as a person that I could interview, a knowledgeable person, her particular niche, which was LinkedIn. I could mention that on here. So I was able to share that as a recommendation for her. That then builds up for her and then she effectively gets more testimonials which she can use in various different places as well as on LinkedIn. But it can also go the other way. So you can request testimonials or recommendations from other people so they can give them to you. Really, you want it to be people that you've worked with in some capacity. I think with Alex, that's fine. We had a podcast together and I've, I've learned something from that. And so I think um, some people will use this feature recommendation feature to just solicit recommendations from anyone because they want to build it up, but I do think it has to have value. And really, it's just another way of gaining testimonials from people and gaining um, some feedback, which you can either then use on, on other places or maybe feedback into your summary. I found that a little trick is if you want to get a testimonial from someone, the first place to start may be to give them a recommendation first. Once that's completed, 
LinkedIn will actually um, recommend that they give you a recommendation back or at least look into doing that. So that can be a good way of doing it. I don't think there's anything else worth showing down here right now. But if you do have any feedback on endorsements or recommendations, whether you use them or not, do let me know. So engagement. I think we've looked at the profile. We've looked at all the different um, making sure everything's up to date there. Really, once you've got an up to date profile, I think that's where a lot of people leave it. But I think one of the most useful areas of LinkedIn or key reasons to use LinkedIn is engagement. And that's basically meaning getting people to look at your profile, comment on what you're posting, or get involved with you somehow. A couple of different things that I would recommend here with engagement is to try and look for opportunities to engage with people. It could just be liking a post they, that they've put onto LinkedIn, but I think it'd be good to go a little bit further, like commenting on, on their post or just giving your feedback or your thoughts on what they've said. I always find that if you are the first person, the original poster appreciates that immensely. I've certainly felt it from my, my side, but I feel that if you can comment on something, not only do they like it and they appreciate that and you become known to them in some ways, but it helps stimulate more people to comment on that post. You're doing them a favor and helping them get more traffic to their particular comment by posting on it. You may well benefit from the fact that you've done that because you are building up credit with those people that you're commenting on and that in the future some of that credit will come back to you as the posts that you're put, putting out there they are more likely to look at because they know recognize you and hopefully uh, like and trust you they're going to then hopefully put some of those comments back there's a lot to engagement and like a lot of things you can't just sit back and wait for people to engage with your posts i think Really, if you want engagement, the best way to get it is to go out and do that yourself. Go out and advocate what you want to come back at you. I don't do it as much now as I should do. I always feel with LinkedIn that I should be on it more on a more regular basis, looking for opportunities like this. One of the things that gets me to go on LinkedIn is maybe when someone has commented, liked, or uh, messaged me on LinkedIn, and then I might spend some time on it. Or part of uh, what I was talking about here is being first to comment and stimulating more people to comment or more engagement. Not only because I think you've uh, kind of broken the seal, so to speak, you've, you've gone in and you have put the first comment, so it becomes easier for other people to comment. You've shown the way, but also that in doing so, you are sharing that with more people because people are going to see that you commented on that. So it gives it a second bite, a second hit in being found. Now, this brings me to a video that I love. Some of you may have seen it, but it's called Leadership Lessons from Dancing Guy. And I'm going to share the video now. Hopefully it will play. Make sure you turn the sound down. It might be too loud. I'm, I've not done this before uh, on this, so we'll see how it's going to co come out. But it's a really good video. So I'm going to play it and it's full. If there's any relevant bits, just narrate over the top. If you've learned a lot about leadership and making a movement, then let's watch a movement happen start to finish so in under three minutes and dissect some lessons. First, of course, a leader needs the guts to stand alone and look ridiculous. But what he's doing is so simple, it's almost instructional. This is key. You must be easy to follow. Now here comes the first follower with a crucial role. He publicly shows everyone else how to follow. Notice how the leader embraces him as an equal. So it's not about the leader anymore. It's about them, plural. Notice how he's calling to his friends to join in. So it takes guts to be a first follower. You stand out and you brave ridicule yourself. Now, um, hopefully that's coming through. Just give me a thumbs up if it is and it's coming through okay. I'm going to play a little bit more. Think of um, what you're watching here is some uh, crazy uh, dancing guy and then someone else joins him. What he, um, the narrator said is you're giving that person credibility. And I think that's exactly what you're doing on LinkedIn. Thanks, Karen. Um, that's exactly what you're doing on LinkedIn. That crazy loon, that dancing guy is the poster. And if they don't get any comments, they look 
they're just alone. They may be providing utility and people may be reading it, but you can provide them more credibility by uh, commenting on their post. So if you do it right and you can get enough people um, to comment on the post, then you can build up a momentum. And so I'm gonna play and you can see what happens next. Being a first follower is an underappreciated form of leadership. The first follower transforms a lone nut into a leader. If the leader is the flint, the first follower is the spark that really makes the fire. Now here's the second follower. This is a turning point. It's proof the first has done well. Now it's not a lone nut and it's not two nuts. Three is a crowd and a crowd is news. A movement must be public. Make sure outsiders see more than just the leader. Everyone needs to see the followers because new followers emulate followers, not the leader. Now here come two more people, then three more immediately. Now we've got momentum. This is the tipping point and now we have a movement. As more people jump in, it's no longer risky. If they were on the fence before, there's no reason not to join in now. They won't stand out, they won't be ridiculed, and they will be part of the in crowd if they hurry. And it continues like that. I won't use the, the other minute uh, of your time watching that video, but it's worth watching. And if anyone who hasn't seen it, share it. It's, it's an awful video in terms of quality. It shows something amazing happening where someone is going from just dancing on their own as a crazy loon to uh, lots of people rushing to join them. I'm not saying you're gonna create an avalanche of commenters every single time if you can either post on someone else's post or article or comment, or that you're gonna be able to get people to do that to you, but that's the aim. And you can see this, is, this happens a lot all the time. It's very obvious actually in cafes, you may have noticed something similar or restaurants, that if you were to walk past a cafe and you want a coffee, so you have a need or a tea, and you walk past a cafe and there's no one in it, what is your feeling? Your feeling is I don't want to go in there because no one else is in there. If you have never been to that place before, you don't know if it's any good and it's empty at a time when you feel there should be people in there, you're a bit wary. It might be different if you know the particular coffee shop or you're there, you're you're early, you're, you know, you're outside a, a regular time. But generally speaking, most people will avoid somewhere that's empty and that can perpetuate over time. Whereas if you won't walk past the cafe and there's a few people sitting out on tables, maybe a few people in the window that you can see, it looks more inviting. It may go the other way where some people are put off when the cafe is too full. If there's too many people in there, that may put some people off, but it may get the masses really interested and they start booking up to go to that cafe. I guess what I'm saying here is you can use this first follower idea in anything that you do. It's not that it's easy, but knowing it does help. It might mean that you are able to get other people to help with your promotion. It's a little idea that we're testing out with a networking group I'm part of called the Worcestershire Education Network. And we are using the idea that if we can get all of the members, and there's about 30, 40 members, to look at the When LinkedIn business page and either like, comment, or share that on LinkedIn, with their own network, uh, maybe if each pe person has, say, between 300 and maybe 800 people on their network, a small percentage of those people are going to see it and they may come in and comment, like and share. The difficulty is getting that initial movement and momentum and getting those few people on board to put the work in to go and do it. Or in the case of this video, put the work in to not worry about feeling silly. Maybe a bit of alcohol helps that, but that's not going to help in our marketing situation. Part of that, you should post questions to stimulate response. 
overstatements. It's a lot easier for people to come in and answer a question, whether that's you're stuck on something and you need some help or that you just are asking a question about what people feel about something. So you just want their input and their feedback. A good example of that on music. As part of our podcast, I wanted to talk about music and how that um, how people use music while they're working, you know, in the background. I, I work from home, so it's, it's easy for me to put on any music. Different people in different situations that use music in various different ways. Because I was asking a question, that really helped. It did stimulate response from people. It was a relatively easy question because it didn't need any domain knowledge. I didn't need to know anything special to answer that particular question. Anyone could give me their opinion, even if it was, I don't listen to music, it's just silence, or we're not allowed to listen to music. But I got a lot of feedback from that, actually. Okay, so um, I'll let you watch the rest of it. It's a really good video. don't have the link to it here, but if you just search for first follower leadership lessons from Dancing Guy, it will come up. Right, let's go back to the presentation. So that was all about engagement excuse me, and really with engagement, it's just about either you can help other people to get more engagement, or you, if you want more engagement, you need to find other people who can help you do that. Maybe see some friends who you know you can get to comment on your post whenever they come out. I don't know how often people post on LinkedIn. It's something, uh, we certainly post all of our blogs, anything to do with um, our podcast, any material we're producing, that all goes onto LinkedIn. Any articles I find that I've read that I find particularly interesting, anything really that I find interesting, that goes on to buffer and then that gets pushed out into LinkedIn. I find that I get a lot of good engagement actually from people commenting or liking or sharing that more so than any other social platform. Could mean that I'm just because I'm more active on LinkedIn, that's where the engagement is. So I just thought let's let's take a quick look at posting and, and why it can be useful. For me, really, it's about the sharing links or the content. You can use it as an alternative or addition to your own blogging if you have that available on your website. So let's take a little screen share and review how I do it. I always find LinkedIn a little bit difficult to find things, particularly in the easiest way is to go back to home and this is where you can just start writing content. So either you can just share a post, maybe you've just posted a blog post, you can put that link in here as well as the uh, short commentary about it. Um, really, you can add some hashtags. It's not new to LinkedIn, but it's certainly newer in terms of its use. You can also add images and alt tags as well, something I noticed, and you can tag people in. But if you have had an image, you can click on this button and get a particular, what was the one I posted recently? Oh yeah, it was uh, the interview with Alex Galvez. So I created a little graphic to go on there, added the graphic, and I can actually tag Alex Galvez in. I know she's going to be seen in it. You can also give alt text in there, which is going to help when people are searching through LinkedIn for content. So that's just a really simple way of posting something, a bit more like a tweet or a regular Facebook post. Or you can write an article. And this is something people may not know about. I'm going to post an activity, articles. So what we used to do is any interview we had, I would put an article on our blog and that would uh, have a, an embedded SoundCloud link to the audio. But I'd also put it on here, just hoping for a few extra visits, just getting a, an alternative audience really you know if people aren't looking at our blog and that's going out on, on google this is another way of doing that so you can actually embed things in here you can embed um, soundcloud in this case video and so on i've got varying degrees of success with this in this particular case we didn't really get much at all i think it was uh, 68 views that wasn't too bad and why is it not scrolling down any further no i have got more under there for some reason it's not scrolling it's just not loading them but it gives you it gives you a bit more reach you can get a few more people seeing it and it also gives for people who prefer content that's native to linkedin it's going to get maybe a bit more engagement from them also might because it's native to linkedin it might get more publicity on LinkedIn over just a regular post that you've put out on LinkedIn completely. I think it's worth doing. 
and I'll ask the question here, who posts on LinkedIn and how, how useful do you find it? Do you do you find that actually it is quite good? You do get engagement on it. And do you use the, the actual uh, method of posting a particular article on LinkedIn? While I do that, I'll just read a comment from Karen. View on company pages on LinkedIn. I'll actually get to that. I, well, I've got some opinions on that. So that's whether we should post on a company page or not. In fact, let's talk about it now. My view on company pages is they're a bit dull and drab and they're mainly functional. I think company pages are a great way of just having that placeholder for your company, uh, having a place to associate your employees or people that work with you or under your banner. And you can post on that particular company page, but I don't think it gets any visits at all. In fact, my, in my interview with Alex Galvis, she she really said, and she's that now turned uh, into a, a consultant for LinkedIn, really in helping people get more engagement. That, that really the profile on company pages is not going to get you the engagement you want. It's going to be, you want to get engagement from people. So really, if you've got a group of employees, is really you're going to get most engagement from making sure that everyone involved is posting and that you're getting feedback that way or you're pushing out things that way. There's nothing wrong with putting it on your company page, but don't. I wouldn't expect anything from that right now. Also, just a note on the company page. I was looking at ours recently and I found there was an employee on there that we had never employed, someone called OA's something rather. I don't know exactly why they wanted to be on our profile, but uh, anyone can put that they worked at Rather Inventive. I don't believe I can stop them. There is no verification that I have to go through to, to activate their worked a rather inventive i don't know how long they've been on there because i'm not i'm not often looking at that page so it, it might be worth just everyone checking going onto their company page and i think having a look at uh, viewing as a member going onto people and looking at who is part of your company page i know all these folks that's fine but there was another guy on here who said they worked at rather inventive i'm like i have no idea who this is so i actually contacted um linkedin and said this is not employee please take them off it looks like they've done that or at least temporarily because i've still got this uh someone who works who lives in india on here but i i digress i would definitely have a look at your company page and make sure that only the people you know about are on that particular page as you don't want people representing you or passing themselves off as working for you claire i use the company page as a backbone for the staff to bounce off and to share the content otherwise yes i agree no one really looks at the company page that's a good use of it actually a dashboard for you to push all the content to and then people can share it from there that's exactly how we use it in the when network the worcestershire education network it's one place for people to go pick and choose what they're going to share with other people so yeah that's probably a good way of doing it oh yeah so we were looking at posts and why people use it I definitely think posting, um, if you want to get engagement, you want to get people looking at your profile, you need to post information on there. So this is a, a recent podcast. I went on Jonathan Pollager's uh, week Facebook Live podcast show, which he posted to YouTube. So I made sure everyone could see that there. Worth watching if you want to laugh. That was my first live video that I've done, apart from this. Yeah, other, other than that, it's generally links to other bits of content, the interview. Oh, here we can see this particular tag. So I tagged in Alex Galvez. But otherwise, it's just content I think is useful or anything that's upcoming posts are quite straightforward it's when you get to the articles that i think certainly if you haven't got a blog at all can be a really good way of getting started and putting content out there one of the like i don't see it on here which is really annoying but one of the articles i did have that seemed to get the most engagement was for uh, 20 tips on marketing so if you don't have a blog i'd certainly look into articles and even if you do have a blog it's worth picking out some and putting them on there. Okay, so back to the presentation. Advanced search in LinkedIn is pretty cool. Um, a lot of people may use the search boxes at the top in the left um, and just type in someone's name so they can find them and connect with them. But I think advanced search 
can be really powerful. Now they have diluted it over time since um, when I used to use um, the, the advanced search a lot more and we did a lot more workshops in it, um, but it's still particularly useful. Um, if you want to find local contacts or you want to find um, maybe all HR directors because you want to get in contact with them. Um, I'm particularly looking at agencies at the moment. So I want to speak to other marketing agency owners. So that's something that I would use it for. You may not contact them through LinkedIn, but it's a good way of getting good up to date contact information and finding who is uh, around and relevant for you. So um, you can also put in multiple keywords, which is quite useful. And we're going to do a demo, of course. And to get advanced search, if you click up in the search box at the top and don't type anything in there, just click on it and then go to people. So that now brings up not the full advanced search, but I can click on all filters just at the top here. Click on that. And now I've got the advanced search. I've got a lot more information in here. Let's look at my example. I want to look at connections who are, let's put first and second. Actually, no, just second. So, so that means people who I know through someone else. So they are connected to me through another member on LinkedIn. So there's a good chance that I may know them and I haven't connected with them already, or I am able to connect with them or get a referral from someone I already know. Now I want to look at people who are in Gloucester, that's already checked, and let's say Bristol, add that in as well. No particular companies I want to look at. I don't know, past companies aren't relevant. We might want to put marketing and advertising as an industry. You can also, in title, it's going to look at what they call themselves in a job. We might want to put, well, I don't know, let's put director in this case. We can apply that and see what information we get. I can see here that it's listing up a lot of people who are certainly managing directors, so they've got director in their title. Hopefully, they're going to be people who are in the marketing industry. So let's just take a look at Nicolo from Socialite here. We can see they're in Bristol, Socialite app. So they're in the marketing game, but not strictly an agency. So what it can actually do is we can refine that again. And I might want to just put agency um, and it refines it down a little bit and then I can go through and I can either connect with them or I can see more information about them and see whether I want to uh, connect with them in a different way but you can do that for any particular keyword if you are trying to find people that you want to have a conversation with this can be really useful in terms of refining that down and getting the information you want now you used to be able to save these as searches uh, unfortunately you can't do that now you can only do that in some of the paid versions of LinkedIn, I think for recruitment and sales navigator, they call it. It's a real shame. Actually, you can't, you can't do that here, but I understand they're just pulling features out because they want you to pay for them. However, if you wanted to save these searches and it's something you wanted to, to look at on a regular basis, there's no reason why you can't just save the URL and just come back to that. So save as a bookmark or just a link in a text document. And then you can re revisit that whenever you want. And it's going to bring up fresh results. I think what was nice with save searches is you could actually get them to email through on a regular basis. So if you did, were using it as a way of plundering for linked, LinkedIn leads, then it would send you an email whenever anyone changed their status to match or signed up to match your particular filter criteria. So it's definitely worth looking at advanced filtering. To round everything off, I do have some other tips which I'm going to rattle through, which I think are quite useful. First, about getting noticed. I think a lot of the problem with, with marketing is just, just nudging people, just tapping them. So you get noticed. But you want to do that in the right way. You don't want to do it in a way that annoys people. So you can either do it by putting information out there that's useful that they can eventually find. It's a very passive way of doing things, but it's very nice for the recipient because you're not getting in, in their way. You're not nudging them with advertising or interrupting them in some way. Another way of getting noticed using LinkedIn is just to visit other people's profiles. Because I've found that other people 
are very interested in who's been looking at their profile. And if you go and look at their profile, LinkedIn will tell that other person. And if your maybe your avatar is interesting or your your headline, then you've got a high chance that they, if they're interested in um, maybe connecting with someone in, in marketing, in my, in my case, then they may well click through to your profile and look at you that way. So that could be quite a good way of just getting noticed by people. Maybe you can use that as a first part of a LinkedIn strategy where you want to say I want to connect with agency owners in uh, Bristol and Gloucestershire, so I might first go and look at their profiles individually, just so some of them are going to look at their profile and go, oh, who's this guy? So they, they're they're aware of me at that point. Then I might request a connection with them. And because they've seen me before, there may be a higher chance that I'm going to get that connection with them. So that's worth doing. And then when I contact them, because I've already got a connection with them, and maybe I've just had a brief conversation, I'm going to have a higher chance of having a meaningful conversation. You can also use Google to do something very similar if you type into Google the following text uh, site colon linkedin.com and then space and your keywords like HR director or marketing agency um, you will get some companies in that but you'll also get people who match that um, position you who come up with that uh, keyword and you can do the same thing so you're just using the power of Google to index and search through LinkedIn rather than LinkedIn's internal search but you can do the same thing you can a nice quick way to do that if you've got a list of people and you you want just want to arbitrarily visit their their profiles is just to hold down command on a Mac and I think control on a PC and just go click 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 on each of those links, open them up to new windows, let all those windows load so they register a page here on LinkedIn and then close them all back down again. I don't recommend you do that though. That feels a bit dis disingenuous. I think it's much better for you to target people on LinkedIn, find the people who you think would be good clients or you can have a meaningful conversation with and then go through a process of getting noticed. Personal pages. Now this comes back to what I said earlier and what you raised, Karen. What I believe, what Alex has confirmed that um, personal pages rule over business pages and certainly use the power of personal pages or personal posts to share content with people. And actually, Clay, you've got a good idea of using the company page as the backbone really for sharing that. Getting employees to post your content on their personal pages is the best thing. But obviously, you want you want to make sure that every single one of their profiles is up to date, relevant. It's got the correct job title, they're linked to the right company and so on. Staying connected with people. As many of you know, we run a podcast. So um, and we also do interviews as part of that podcast. And as a, as a bit of a ruse to get in, in contact or connected with people who may be difficult to connect with, I ask that they connect with me prior to the podcast so I can learn more about them and I can just look at their LinkedIn profile for that information. It's also useful once we publish the podcast, we can put it on LinkedIn and share and tag them in directly so they're likely to see it uh, and more likely to share if we're connected together. Also, anyone I've met uh, generally, I'll connect with them, certainly if I want to have some sort of relationship with them um, ongoing, worth connecting with them on LinkedIn. I think it's a, just a good way, even if you don't um, add them to your sales list and you're going to badger them to, to get in touch with you, I think it's worth connecting them to LinkedIn so that they start becoming part of your nurture list if you're posting your blogs or, or whatever you're putting out uh, on LinkedIn. And something, Claire, I think you mentioned about asking questions. So whenever you... Um, Whenever you're connecting with someone, don't just connect and leave it at that. Ask a question. So either way, whether you are connecting with someone else or someone else is connecting with them, ask them how their day is. Have they had a good week? Ask them something about that you've seen in their profile. 
oh, I didn't realize you did this. That's really cool. Oh, you're really close. You know, maybe we can meet for a coffee. I get that a lot. Uh, and that does pique my interest a little bit. At least I'll, I'll look at their profile a bit more. So yeah, becoming a tribe. I mentioned this before with the idea of the Worcestershire Education Network or when. So we had the idea of all members reviewing the group account or the company page and looking for ideas to share. So you've got like between 30 and 40 people got the weight of their personal um, profiles that can be used to share that content with them and maybe their, their their network who they may reshare that as well. Funnily enough, spoke about this idea and came up with the idea of a, of a tribe with um, Aiden, who, who um, you saw his name earlier. Uh, but we haven't got around to actually sort of delivering it into a, a sort of full concept yet. So maybe that we'll, we'll return back to that at some point. But there's no reason why you can't use it in a collection of companies or a networking team that group that you're already part of or maybe with customers maybe it's something as part of the imc we can grow over time and we can make our own tribe where we have everyone's content and we're sharing that between us all to sort of increase that engagement build momentum and hopefully get our show uh, build a movement really a couple of resources i mentioned them already but this is one of the podcasts i actually got a few extra tips from experts on the wire podcast and you've got the link for it there but if you just search for um evolvingseo.com LinkedIn expert Vivica von Rosen. I thought this was a really good interview. She had lots of really uh, useful tips. So I listened to that all the way through. And she gets she gives a good um, critique of Dan Shaw, the interviewer's Tim profile. So definitely worth listening to that if you're into podcasts. Also, our interview with Alex Galvez was uh, co-creator of uh, an amazing network called LinkedIn Local, kind of regular networking group. But the, the aim is it's for people who are on LinkedIn and they want to meet offline. They want to meet in person. Nothing really new, but I think there was a lot of power there in starting up multiple groups and again, building momentum. I think that's one of the things she had in her favor. She co-created it with someone else, a woman in Australia with the people they knew and their influence that helped build it further. Alex has also been talking a lot about mental health using her hashtag authentic Alex, which is how she got known on LinkedIn really. So she used LinkedIn as a way of posting a public diary really about how she was coping with mental health uh, or the challenges she faced as a young person who feels like they're being overworked really that's a good interview i recommend you listen to that obviously just because it's ours um i i am biased a little bit but i think it's a really good one and our book be sociable i don't know if anyone's aware of this book be sociable but if you are on uh, the club you get a free copy of this uh, if you haven't had a copy already that's got lots of tips on lots of different social networks it was written quite a few years ago now, probably about five years ago. So some of it is out of date or it's changed a little bit, like the save searches aren't available on LinkedIn. But there's a lot of general information there. I'll just uh, just do a quick flick through the book now just so you give you a quick look at it. Yeah, it's quite a straightforward book and goes through everything in nice, neat topics about getting noticed, what you should do about getting, a, you know, uh, getting your profile name sorted, being easy to find all the way through to how you build relationships, what's the other top example, helping people. That's something we've talked about, make their profile become better, and in turn, you'll receive that back, how to run events using social media, and there's all, all sorts, and including automation as well. If you haven't got that, do get a copy of it. It's completely free. If you're listening to this, just use the code sign up when you um, go through the checkout procedure. Finally, if anyone is interested in learning more about LinkedIn, um, I know, well, I said we work with Jack McCautry, who couldn't be with us today, but he runs a series of workshops for us on various different types of social media, but 
particularly LinkedIn has been um, one of the ones he's been running recently. And it's been working particularly well. In, in fact, he's got a lot of good feedback from this and, and basically working with small companies and their teams on how to not only put a strat why they should be using LinkedIn, but putting a strategy together and making sure that everyone is on board with that strategy. So if anyone's interested in that, uh, for half a day, £285, Jack will come to your site and deliver that for you. And finally, we've got, um, in fact, we've got no time left. We're out of time. But if, if there's any other questions that people have, share them now or perhaps save them for next time. We can always pick them up uh, as follow up for next time. Let's pick the next topic. A couple on the list here, getting reviews. I think that's that would be a good one or something like image editing, getting quite practical in different ways that people can compress, treat images, edit them, process them, treat them, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, or Google Analytics. We can take a bit of an overview of that or we can dive into the weeds and, and look at something more specific and detailed or something else i will um i'll have to tiebreak that i think we might go for getting reviews this time and then maybe google analytics the the time after how about that so for anyone who's not a member you can join this particular club for only 250 pounds for 12 months and if you do then you get a free hour call with me as well to go through things more specifically for you so so dedicated digital marketing call where we look at your company specifically you can find more information about it there and i think that is it thank you so much guys for listening if you're on the repeat of this do give some comments or just send an email to hello at ratherinventive.com and give us your feedback thanks very much guys good to hear from you all and see you next month